1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We do go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. And I said it earlier in the show, I consider myself a football film study like nerd like I enjoy it and I watch it and I can sit and do the all 22 and I I can certainly point out some things and figure some things out but I consider this guy a film junkie because he like breaks it down to a T explains things so more and way more eloquently than I ever could he's so good he is Jake Burns who does the Orange and Brown report film breakdown Jake I know we haven't had a chance to catch up in a while. I think it was like draft season last year when we last talked, but I always appreciate your insight. I am always watching from afar. You do a great job of dumbing things down, I think, for people on social media, especially. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, I, I'm, I'm always following closely. So I appreciate what you do, and I'm happy to have you on the night, my man.
0: Yeah, we won't tell anybody that I paid you fifteen bucks to say all that nice stuff. But uh, you know, you know, you know, I appreciate it, man. From from you, I respect your work a ton. So, thank you. Thank you. That, I, I appreciate
1: that. Thank you. Yeah, some of that betting money you won, you just kind of threw it my way. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, some, some bet credit. That's right. <laughs> well, Jake, I, I want to start off. I I had a list of questions. That I was like, oh, I'm already to dive into these. And then before I get on the air here, I'm reading through the Jadeveon Clowney article and some of these very uh, damning quotes that that he kind of shared with Mary Kay Cabot. As you work through these, and yeah, I think he used the word damning as well on Twitter, um, and they're certainly pretty eye-popping, some of the things that he has to say. He doesn't use any names, but when you see something like a quote that's, that reads, there's supposed to be a lot of changes around here next year, so they might not be back, and I might... Who exactly do you think Clowney is referring to? And what was your uh, overall thoughts as you read through that article?
0: My, my hunch is that he's talking about the defensive staff. So Agreed. he's probably talking about his D-line coach, Chris Kippen and Joe Woods. But, you know, I, listen, I think that that article more than anything else was damning on on I mean, Clowney than anyone else. I really don't understand what's to gain from that from him. Like, okay, so you're saying you're not going to be back here and – you're basically pinning it on the fact that you think that you're a superior talent to how you were used. Although you were used in an identical fashion, pretty identical fashion to, uh, to what they did with you alignment and and usage the year before, even though you came back. So like, I just don't really know what's to gain there for him. Like, you know, I, I think from like, I guess a team perspective, I can understand maybe what he's trying to do from a personal perspective, which is, Hey, I can, I can sort of pin this blame on the coaching staff on usage And then another team can say, okay, well, why did he have such a bad year this year? And you're trying to salvage your next contract, wherever that might be. Because we know Cloudy at this point is very well-traveled. He was not kind to the Tennessee Titans organization when he left there and uh, said some things uh, about them as well. So, you know, I don't – listen, I don't think everybody loves Joe Woods. I don't think that's a secret. But to do this sort of thing on your way out where you're saying, you know, that that you feel you're a superior talent to to Miles Garrett, which – I, come on, man. Like, you know, you're – Miles – let me put this out. a nice player. He's a good, strong side defensive end. But he doesn't contain anywhere near the talent – natural pass rushing talent that Miles does. So these things that he's trying to say feel more like a safe face. Here's why I can be, for you, the next team, uh, still a productive player, and here's the reasons why. I really don't understand why he would do this on Thursday. You have this article dropped on Thursday evening – uh, before the last game of the year and not after the season. I don't know. I, I guess the thing that I would hunch more than anything is there's clearly an impact between him and the defensive position coach and his coordinator. He presumes they're going to be gone and thinks that the 5% of which he's salvaged is the next defensive coordinator comes in and wants him to be here and they can make something work. Um, he's not going to be the first player to ever hate their coordinator and hate their usage, but it doesn't really strike a perfect note to me because he came back after being used the way he was the year before, talking about he came to the Browns, um, giving Deshaun Watson, a, I, prefer, I like this organization, yeah. and et cetera, et cetera, a stamp of approval last year. So I, I just don't really think it works uh, as, as, as swimmingly for Jadevian for as he might have intended or thought it would be when he wrote that article. So um, just, just to me is, uh, okay, why is this guy, who is pretty talented, a former first overall pick on his fifth team, this is probably a pretty good answer for that sort of uh, situation.
1: Yeah, we did have a caller earlier say like you know consider the source, and I and I understand that like Clowney certainly has been that guy throughout his career. He hasn't been afraid to you know speak the truth or speak his mind, and and that's fine. I, like to me, the quotes where he uses the words like they and you know if you know the change yeah. is happening, that's what's damning to the organization. But I'm I'm with you on like the the Miles Garrett stuff because and this is something I know I I think I quote tweeted you earlier in the week like there's been clamoring from, I think, us as viewers and then fans of this team everywhere to use Miles Garrett the way that he's been used of late, which is don't just line him up on the left side and see what he can do. Like, change it up. Make the defense have to think a little bit more before a play of where he's coming from. And we've seen that of late, and it seems like it's paid dividends for this defense. And he's basically saying, I don't like that they've been doing that. Like, that, that's what these elite pass rushers are doing all across the NFL, yeah, he's, he's done it himself in other
0: places. So if you were to say, hey, I don't think they correctly used two, two really good talents like Miles and myself all year. But he was putting himself up against Miles Garrett, which is a really, really weird thing for him to do. I just don't see the benefit or gain to be made of like, hey, they're basically pumping up their guy. Giving him all these opportunities. I think he just used a quote like, like Hall of Famer. Yeah, like, like he, he, he said, uh, Hall of Fame. He
1: said, You're trying to make a Hall of Famer. That's what he said.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sure the Browns went before the season and thought, Man, how can we get Miles up the closest <laughs> to the Hall of Fame this year? Like, I <laughs> like just. he needs any help. I, I I mean. a, yeah. The framing of it, the framing of it is so weird in terms of you can say, I didn't think we were deceptive enough or varied enough in our front packages and how we used uh, Miles and myself. and – even throw in Alex Wright, guys who can be different alignment-type players and make that statement without really going after a teammate. Like, I think you can attack a coordinator. You wouldn't be the first guy to attack a coordinator. But you attacking a teammate, too, is just – that's a really bad look. And um, why he felt inclined to go after Miles is really strange to me. And I don't know if it it leans towards some things that we've heard – you know, Miles was held out of that first possession. Has there been some stuff going on where there's some preferential treatment there and they finally had to crack down on it? I, I don't know. I, re- I really don't know. Um, there's a lot of stuff here that we don't know. But it's just I, – I think it was a really weird decision by Clowney, and I think it's something he might end up ultimately regretting because I don't really see what good comes of that from him.
1: Jake Burns joining us on The Fan. It breaks down the Browns game tape each and every single week for Orange and Browns film breakdown. Jake, – um, When we talk about Joe Woods and his future and and what went wrong this year, I guess, is it more a personnel issue, you think, this year, or is it more a Joe Woods not being able to make adjustments? Because when you hear from the players, reading between the lines, reading the tea leaves, they seem to suggest it's more the coaches and not not putting guys in the right positions. But then you also look and you say, like, yeah, their defensive linemen are getting pushed seven yards downfield, and that's not great either. Is it? Is it a little bit of both? Maybe what percentages of both, or is there one more so than the other that you think has been the issue this year? Um, it's it's both.
0: I don't I don't think I've talked to some people who I think are pretty smart defensive minds. I mean, I tilt more toward offensive study, but I've learned more about defense and how it's coached and the, the thought process around it over the years, and and. Um, Guys that I trust talk about how vanilla, typically Joe Woods, is a very simplified approach. Teams have been steamed up quite often. There are some games, you know, thinking to specifically the Patriots game is a prime example earlier. I mean, there's many games this year we've seen where they just have been – OCs know exactly how they're going to react to things, and their blitz package is very simple. It doesn't get home enough. I think the Browns are like 12th in pressure on blitzes, which you should get pressure on blitzes because you're bringing more people than they have to block, and only – I think like 25th in sacks produced, so they don't really get home. They don't those money plays. They're dialing up in third and long or second and long. They don't get home. And I think that the the thing I'm talking about here, above all else, is it's a schematic issue I have with Wood. So he's certainly not helping the matter the the way we would help. He was not. He's doing less with more. When I think there are coordinators such as Francisco's coordinator um, who are doing more with less, among many others, who are just who are making things happen with guys who I think are less talented than what Joe Woods has in Cleveland. But there are positions that have really hurt them. There's no doubt the D tackles have been far too inconsistent to be good. The, D, the, the linebackers, they expected to get a lot of uh, positive play from, you know, including uh, even I think you could, you could lump J.O.K. into that. He has not been as exceptional as we hoped he would be. But, you know, Jacob Phillips didn't perform Anthony Walker gets hurt. But, you know, you're expecting to get better play from the linebackers, too. That hasn't happened. In the beginning of the season, a lot of coverage meltdowns happened. So, um, you know, the players deserve some blame here. There's no doubt. But I don't think that the group coordinating them thematically is getting the most out of them. And I certainly don't think that he has gotten the most out of them on a personal basis, getting the best player from that player they could possibly get. So, you know, the end-of-the-year stuff is, is certainly blinded some people because, you know, you're you're playing in northern part of the country – the weather turns cold, the wind picks up. You should you should be better defensively at the end of the year. Like, yeah. if you're not, that's a bigger issue. So you mix that in with some quarterbacks they played, and, like, Tampa was really struggling as an offense in general and kind of still, except for this recent breakout game, kind of still is. So, you know, it has not been as, uh, I guess, as, as promising as some people are trying to paint the picture that it is. But they have been better. But, again, it's two straight years of starting the year really bad way below expectation, third year in a system this year where they blew games at the beginning of the season due to defensive malfunction when there's no reason for that. And that's two or three games they could have used at this point, you think? So, like, you just can't sit here and say, well, it'll be different next year. Well, what evidence do you have that it will? Because that's that's the big issue. So um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I don't really see a reason not to get a different voice anchoring. Uh, what's going on uh, on defense but you know there's some people that will argue for the other side of that and you know I don't think I think this the message here from Clowney was he feels like internally there is going to be some sort of change I guess that's the hunch and it seems like if anything else he's speaking sort of what a lot of the players are, are clearly feeling
1: you talk about what's going to be different next year you also mentioned you kind of pride yourself on knowing offense even a little bit better than defense when you're studying the the tape but Give us your breakdown on Deshaun Watson at this point. I think everyone agrees there's been some progress made. There's been some signs of life this past weekend, the 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 great second half where you're, you know, that's what you're paying in to do, right? You're in a closed game and he kind of digs you out of it. He can do that for you, but still you're not seeing all the glimpses of the guy that uh, led the league in passing a couple years ago. So what have you seen so far that I guess is encouraging in terms of him getting back to the guy he was? And is there anything that I guess is concerning in terms of him maybe not being able to reach that full potential again?
0: Um, I mean, second half was full display of what he can be, uh, making some tough throws. Even though the people in those throws uh, at the result of the catch were pretty open, it was they were tough throws he had to make from the pocket. Things were kind of collapsing around him. So you see um in the Washington game specifically just a fantastic extend the play ability, even the play that, you know, gets him made fun of on social or throwing it to Jack Compton. Like I had to write on it, like getting out of the original <laughs> predicament that he was in was insane. So, you know, he, if he doesn't even, he just takes that sack. We're all yelling at Jedrick Wills, but he doesn't, he gets out of it and gets made fun of. But nonetheless, like the extending play stuff is still there. And it's really, really good. Like he can make a dead to right sack turn into a, uh, an extended play, and, and at some point these are going to yield they sometimes scramble stuff. the results of scramble drill are a little inconsistent. Data has proven that over the years. You look at people who study and track that stuff like pro football focus the the big thing about you know scramble data is year to year it's not always consistent in structure stuff you know throwing in rhythm is um, but but I, you know there's just a lot of variables right Where are your receivers at the time you scramble it 's hard to predict that stuff and um, he eventually is going to find some big plays on some of those extended. Uh, sessions, and I, it's really good to see him still doing that. Now, the in rhythm stuff in the second half, like that's who he can be, man. Hang in, make plays with his feet. Um, whether that's you know some 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 run option concepts, like I wrote up the quarterback counter uh, that they they were able to put in in place. Uh, that that seems specifically speaks to what he can do with his legs. So you, there's a bunch of different things you can add up for him. He can use his legs and design runs. He can do the RPO stuff, but then he can hang in and make the typical passes on third and longs. A couple fantastic third and long throws. Had a great second and 18 ball to Njoku up the left sideline on a little inverted cover two look. He had to put a slot fade to Njoku kind of like right in the shoe box, and he did it. So those are all the things he can do. Now, right now, to your point about what is concerning, he's still processing a little bit slow for me. I would like him to feel um, – I would like him to be a beat quicker mentally, and he's not there yet. Now, some of that comes with I know my offense, and I know what my answers are, and I got him like – you know him like the back of your hand, and he's just not quite there yet. Um, That has caused him some issues in some other games. Uh, It was better, like I said, in the second half, and I've seen when he gets that going with the extended playability, his ability to drive the football into tighter windows, like it's all going to work out. Like I'm seeing flashes and glimpses of what he's going to be, and this is going to be the same guy he was in Houston. It's just going to take some time to get control of every aspect of the offense, and, you know, if Kevin wants to dial up the scheme, maybe you didn't work that scheme in practice this week, but Kevin knows this is a really good red zone beater for what they're doing to us. Can you know where your answer is really quickly? Like that's a challenge. And, and, and that just comes with being around a coach and being around a system and a, and a set of thought uh, from, your, from your play caller. And um, it'll come. It'll come. I have no doubt about it. So, you know, we'll see that sort of stuff year two, year three of those guys together. I'm not really concerned about that right now because if he hadn't ever shown the ability to process well, you know, we'd be having a different conversation, but he's he's, he's been good at this before. And um, I can start to see the light bulb come on there in the second half. And he, he made some great processing throws in the Saints game. Um, you know, I know that the Cincinnati game ultimately didn't work out, but there were some really good decisions in that one. Um, and then obviously the Ravens game as well, which was a little bit of a weird one uh, because the score ended up what it was so low, but he made some great throws when he needed to make them. And the extending ability is still there with the legs and Um, A lot of good signs, man. Really a lot of good signs. So I think he'll get where he needs to get, and it'll happen at some point next year. But it'd be cool if it clicked this weekend because I got a big one.
1: No doubt about it. He's Jake Burns. He covers the Browns for Orange and Brown Report, specifically does the film breakdowns and does a tremendous job. He's a great follow on Twitter, at Jake underscore Burns 18. Jake, I am grateful for your time, man. Let's plan on doing this other times when I'm filling in, hopefully in the coming months, because as you get to the offseason, there's a lot to break down with some of these college prospects and guys the Browns could be looking at. So I look forward to talking to you again sooner, right, my friend? Hey, thanks anytime, man. I always appreciate being on. No doubt. Thanks, Jake.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours